back on the rule of three. Uh, two comics, three topics, ten minutes each. No politics. The perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Slegel. On the other end, my co-host, Mr. Bent Washburn. Hello, hello. And uh, uh, later in the show, we are going to be talking about monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> always, always <laughs> good topic. <laughs> <laughs> good, good monkey talk. Uh, we are also going to be talking about... Uh, 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 an incident that was at we thought it was a little league incident, but we found out it's not little league. And, not officially. Uh, we'll probably explain that in the in the second segment. But in this segment, uh, uh, Bent is out in Alaska at this point. You are calling from the port of what's the port Homer. you know? I am in Homer, Alaska. I'm I'm in a ship uh, just off the spit. They call it the spit which I guess is a geographical term, right? And then I have to hop onto a yellow school bus and ride into Homer, Alaska later. Huh. I'll go in there and I'll so, get into various, go to various businesses, homes that have been repurposed into coffee shops and mostly souvenir stores. Lots of souvenir stores. You, you wouldn't guess it. There's a <laughs> lots of diamonds and T-shirts in Alaska. You wouldn't think of that. <laughs> T-shirts and diamonds, roughly the same. I think diamonds are as rare as T-shirts, basically. <laughs> so that's where I am, a Homer, Alaska. But it's beautiful. It's been sunny, sunny weather. That's, that's pretty much. That's pretty much what. That, 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 that's cruise ship shopping anywhere you go, isn't it? Yeah, T-shirts and diamonds, Tanzanite. T- <laughs> Lots of Tanzanite mm-hmm. and T-shirts and diamonds everywhere you go. Huh. But here, there's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's, and we've had some amazing, I have seen fairly close, not close, close, but two glaciers, or three, three wow. glaciers, actually. The Hubbard Glacier, and then the Sawyer North and Sawyer South Glaciers in the Tracy Arm Fjord. It, we, that's one of the things you do. You just, you take the whole cruise ship up, ride up to as close as you can get to the glacier, and you watch the glacier Melt as a result Melt. of the cruise ship getting right up close. <laughs> Look at this nature we're destroying. <laughs> we're on a cruise ship. <laughs> it, it's fun. It's beautiful. Is, uh, it, it, there's not much else really to see, though, is it, the, the, other than glaciers, is there? It's, I mean, you, 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 go up the, you, you go up the coast, right? The whole cruise yeah. is, is alongside the coast, so you can see the, the you know, spectacular mountains, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, just these big, ugly and, uh, mountains, you know, snow-capped and majestic. Uh-huh. Just horrible. Just a constant. And glaciers. And glaciers. And now we see eagles, which I'm afraid I have the fear of those. Big, bald eagles. And then you get off the cruise ship, and they'll have little facilities. Like the other day, I was in uh, Icy Strait Point, and I was just looking, uh, standing outside one of their facilities, just looking up at these just evergreen-covered hills. There's bald eagles circling, you know what I mean? And then there's a mist coming uh-huh. over, and it's early morning light. It's just gorgeous. And But luckily, uh, to add to the ambiance, the bar there, the tourist bar, is blaring foreigner hot-blooded so you get to listen to that <laughs> while you look at nature it's the nuttiest thing i mean i'm looking out over this gorgeous bay it's so beautiful and you know what you know what i need right now it'd be awesome if i could just listen to foreigner hot-blooded and then watch octogenarians see. they could dance to that <laughs> as they go by that's what i want to see i want to see 
<laughs> People well, in their eighties dancing. Passengers, I would, I would bet a lot of the passengers on board uh, would that was one of the first might have been one of the first concerts they saw. <laughs> oh no, no, it's it, what well, that's true. Actually, no, that's because. <laughs> That's actually right, and it's and it's about taking your temperature. That's something these kind of procedures they're all <laughs> constantly doing: blood pressure, temperature, all sorts of stuff. So you know, it's you know the interesting, the, What's the, that? yeah, it's uh, it, it, the interesting thing is that most of the places where cruise ships dock, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to go too far away from the dock. Because the further away from the dock you get, you put your life in jeopardy. That's true. And I was thinking, well, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that on Alaskan cruise. And then I thought about it, and I thought, oh yeah, you no, do. I'm wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just, uh, just people, just a bears. different sort of predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, the bears are they? They're all over here, and they're telling me that. Do you know that the only way to really accurately identify between uh, a lot of species of black bear and brown bear is to be able to get a close look at their rear molars. So uh, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm just not going to ever know what kind of bear it was that made me poop my pants. I just won't know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? They're they're all. I haven't seen any bear yet. I've seen whales, lots of whales, and. Seals and they don't uh, they, they they don't sit there on the beach waving to the people on board. <laughs> no, the people on board waving back. I I heard of a guy that actually got <laughs> kicked off a cruise ship. This is the joke he told, and he was a really large comic. He's really big, and the joke he told was like, "I think the we're pretty big. I'm pretty big. I think the whales are watching us." And then he got kicked off for that joke by someone who was too large, apparently. To not take it personally. Oh, okay, okay. So you I got get it. it. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was a body shaming joke. Yeah, it was. It shamed someone's body was shamed to the point. Uh, Probably a skinny to the person. Point where they complained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point where they complained. It's so weird because that's so against the nature of you know people when we get older to complain i mean i already hear myself complaining and i can't imagine and i'm just gonna be actually i can i just go outside and look and say oh that's what i'm gonna be like okay so, so are you close enough when the when the glaciers calve if, if you did you hear the splash yeah do you hear the creak and the groan and the splash you I, you don't i'm where you do hear the splash and you kind of hear a little bit of the sound as it's cracking off and then just uh-huh. a big old, you know, a delayed, because you still have to be a ways back. And it's just this sure. thunderous. And then you, and then you hear someone say, did you get that, Marge? <laughs> yeah, how did you know? That's right. It's just a bunch of people holding up phones like they're at a concert, but they're up straight and, over, and just filming it for forever. I don't know. I did. That's what I did. I filmed, though, I filmed a huge like a large, huge chunk of ice, much larger than a typical house, come off of the Hubbard Glacier. I mean, the whole cruise ship rocked from the w- the wave that reached us, you know, oh, eventually. Cool. Huge, but how, I did how it long in, did, How long did it take? Uh, I, I can't remember. A, a, a bit. It took a bit. I, I would say well, we're like maybe... A minute, a minute? Yeah, maybe a minute. We were... Ten seconds? No, about a minute. a minute. We were... 
I would say we're over a quarter of a mile away from the base of the glacier, which is really pretty close. That's that's close. Mm -hmm. We, I, this is the closest we've ever gotten that I've ever been to the Hubbard Glacier, and it's huge. I mean, the thing I think it's six miles wide, and the ice that's at the face of that glacier it takes uh, four hundred years for it to form and then travel the course of the glacier. So what you're seeing floating around or chunks like a, is like is like the, is like the top of the mountain is that it takes like 400 years to get down the mountain is yeah down the mountain to the face and fall, and calve off so the ice you see was uh -huh. originally formed in the 1600s but what i did is i filmed wow. mine in time really uh, uh time lapse so it speeds it way up and and you know when you see uh have you ever seen any of those documentaries about special effects like in star wars yeah yeah i saw i saw that you posted that on facebook yeah that when you're yeah. doing when you're doing something when you're doing a special effect you want to make it look bigger you slow it down if you want to make it smaller you speed it up and that's what you did yeah i sped it up and it looks comical it's like if you had a foley artist to, uh, we should post that gonna have to, to that. post that gonna have to post that onto the onto the facebook page now so because yeah. yeah i did i did see it it did look like you set up like uh like you were a model railroader it did, it, didn't uh, it? If, it? You kind of set up a little, yeah, little glacier exhibit on your model railroad. It really did. Yep. Yeah, it was yep. weird. And we'll let listeners, we'll let listeners uh, uh, find that. It's uh, here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm curious about. Okay, so mm -hmm. it, it's big enough to rock the boat. I, is there enough ice there that if there was like an unusually large calving, that we it could, could that, that it could actually be dangerous? That it could actually. Or, I, or I like it, to is, think is so. Not, it's not much ice. <laughs> That's what makes it fun, you know? I mean, that'd be awesome if, like, next week I read in the paper, like, oh, I w then I could tell everybody, I was almost, I just, I narrowly escaped. <laughs> this and, is uh, five, five tourists washed off their balcony after uh, an enormous <laughs> chunk of ice. Oh, I was thinking the whole ship goes down. But, man, you're, th you're thinking small. <laughs> Not one, not the line I'm on. I would like to think one of the other lines, maybe the carnival ship that got a little close. You know, a little too carnival went a little too close to the ice. That's what I would think. And, yeah, uh, we're a little too close to the end of the segment. Yeah. We're back on the rule of three. Uh, in the final segment, we are going to be talking about monkeys. Uh, but in this second segment, uh, a different kind of monkey, I guess. A, yeah. A, a primate, at least. <laughs> Less evolved in this case. <laughs> Unreal. It's, uh, article, it's an article uh, Bent found in, in uh, CNN. Uh, parents and coaches were unhappy with a call made by the 13-year-old umpire during Saturday's game, according to the Lakewood, Colorado Police Department. They then stormed on the field and began <laughs> punching each other as the seven-year-old players looked on. <laughs> what are you going to do? You laugh. What, you, what else are you going to do? Oh, my word. Oh, I'm just glad it's, they don't uh, live in our neighborhood. None of those. They're far away from me. 
were we were disgusted, quite frankly. Lakewood police spokesman John Romero told Headline News on Wednesday, baseball and seven-year-old kids. It's the parents that need to grow up here. That's the saddest part. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, uh... <laughs> Man, when the police when the police are upset at your level of violence. No. <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? Got, Even the you... police are like, come on, it's too far. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sad. So it doesn't say it doesn't say what the call was. Yeah, that, so because uh, maybe it was justified. We don't know. There's no <laughs> how do who are we to judge? You know, when I watched the film, did you find it because I watched the video because I'm I'm sadly fascinated, fascinated by primate behavior. Yeah. And uh, and uh, is the you know, the entire time I thought I hope actually everybody involved probably it's okay if you get punched, you know, you you know what I mean? You're like, what do you (laughs) if you're in that fight, you kind of deserve. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're on that side of the backstop and we will post the video. Uh, yeah. If you're on that side of the backstop, you got it coming. You yeah. do not belong on that side, side of, the of the backstop. No, just, just more. I mean, even the umpire was even the umpire was a kid. So, yeah. so all adults that side of the backstop. No, you're on the and uh, you should keep that yeah, fight it, in it, the stands where it belongs. <laughs> the thing is, this is <laughs> this has been happening all the time. I mean, it's been happening for years, right? It has. It's been happening. Uh, for, it's just they it, caught I, it on I, tape. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. It's. Uh, I wasn't a part of Little League, and apparently what? this game wasn't what? either. Uh, you were not a part yeah, of. It, oh. It's, okay, but this game was not officially Little League, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, CNN had. There's a correction here at the bottom of the story. Is uh, this story has been updated to reflect the baseball game was not affiliated with the Little League program. So originally the headline probably said Little. Game abrupts into fight, and then you know the owners of the Little League Incorporated yeah, trademark yeah. Uh, looked it up. They said uh, we don't we don't have thirteen year old umpires. Yeah, we we, actually, we uh... are a classy joint. <laughs> <laughs> this is some rogue league. Thirteen year old umpires and steroid uh, parents. Yes, it's yeah. a league, and yes, it's little, but it's not little league. You know, it's like yeah. it's like you got to call grocery stores have to call it uh, a big game sale in yeah. uh, in in January. They can't. You, uh, you know what it might be? That... I would like to know if it's one of those because some of these parents, I know some parents that do this. They take their kid out of the regular league that's full of kids like me of that were my athletic ability. And they pull out their little budding stars and they put them into these hyper-competitive leagues so that then the hyper-competitive parents can sit in the stands. I wonder if that what was, that's what was going on. I'd, you know, huh. if it's not Little League. I, I'm just guessing. I, you're going you're gonna to you're gonna have to explain that uh, uh, to me because I, I never – I had nothing to do with the Little League. Well, it, what happened? When all the boys Why? in the neighborhood – when all the – I was, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't run. I couldn't catch. I, I couldn't throw. I, I just, uh, I just, I'm a terribly uncoordinated child. And it's actually, it's actually, uh, uh, I could start doing material because actually that was one of the bits I was working on at Crash and Burn a couple weeks ago. And was it about uh, how uncoordinated? I don't want to, how awful. Oh man, uh, I was, uh, I was built like a girl. 
and well, through like one as well. So pretty <laughs> if good. If gender fluidity was a thing back then, I could have done pretty well. Very I, fluid. I still don't think I still don't think I would have gotten picked for the softball team. But uh. <laughs> that's funny. They'd... No, I was horrible. So, so you didn't play. So like it's you. So yeah, when the boys were like, when the boy, other boys were, we're going to go try out for little. You want to come with us? Like, you guys don't like me playing with you here. <laughs> you know why are you? And in fact, you know, to be honest, I don't even think they invited me. I think they, uh, I think everybody was gone one day, and I was like, "Where is everyone?" Oh, little league tryouts. Oh, uh. how come? How come no one mentioned it to me? No, it was known. <laughs> everybody knew. Like, no, it, it'd be insulting if we asked him. It's like offering candy to a diabetic. You just don't do that. It's a mean thing to do. You can't so, do so this. So you were in, you were, you were in little league. Were you actually in? Uh, a quote-unquote little league? I think or it was, was it a small league? It was sanctioned in Mapleton, Utah. Nearly all the little boys went. You went and did little league baseball. I was on the worst team. By far, the, we didn't win one game. Uh, we had three wow. good players, and they all quit. We were so bad that I pitched. And uh, I, would have, <laughs> I was the pitcher. And that was horrible. And then we didn't have uniforms. They they were replacing. They couldn't afford to get new uniforms for everybody. So the team that won first place got the, the nice uniforms the first year. And then the second place team, you know what I mean, on down. So right. by the time it came to us, we were the only team. We didn't have complete uniforms. So my mom volunteered to make uniforms for us. And, oh, wow. Which did not go well. We had these bright green pajama-looking things. <laughs> Didn't win a game. The kids wouldn't. A lot of our kids just we couldn't feel the team sometimes because they refused to wear the uniform. I remember one of them said, "I'll play, but I won't wear the pants." Was what he said. <laughs> he refused. You got, you got to play. You're the best hitter we have. Well, I'm yeah, playing, okay. but I'm not. No, no pants. I'm not wearing the no pants. pants. I will wear my Levi's, but I'm not putting on those green knicker things your mom made. We were horrible. Didn't win a game, not one game. We just stunk. So, 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 little league, little league itself is kind of like it's kind of like, uh, 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 dare I say, Special Olympics, where everybody gets to participate. Is that? Well, I think it's supposed to be that. Is that what I'm grasping here? I think it's supposed okay. to be that. And then uh, it used to only the winner would get a trophy. There weren't participation mm -hmm. trophies. But I think what sure. happened was uh, trophies became really cheap. You remember how they used to be like a slab of marble. An actual metal. Right. But then uh -huh. it got down to where they cost like a nickel a piece. And they, you might as well just get one for everybody, which to me is fine. I, I think that's a sure. good way to approach this stuff. I'm all for the participation trophy. Look, we all know who's so, a good you know, athlete. You know, you know who else? You know who else is really uh, solidly behind participation trophies? Who else? Trophy shops. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> they're just I garbage. They came up with the, I think they came up with the idea. To be honest with you, it's like oh, you know we're only selling one trophy a year. You know, some more hey, of these. I got, I got an, I got an idea. Let's <laughs> give them to everybody. <laughs> then they'll be worthless, which they actually are. They're hunks of plastic. They're worthless. Right. You know, you. Sure. My son has a giant first place Taekwondo trophy, and the way he got it was. When he showed up, first of all, he's like me. He can't touch his toes, which is uh, I kind of enjoy. I like watching him do athletic events because then when he strikes out or gets punched in the chest repeatedly, I go, oh, that's my boy. That's, I remember doing that. You know what I mean? 
you got to take pride yeah. in who your own thing, and then you joy see in your child. But I think it's happening with these parents in these stands. There's a lot of self-loathing that they have. So when they see their child oh, yeah, yeah. Un- represent who un- they were, they it's it makes them angry instead of if they had any self-esteem, there'd be pride. But instead, they're just you know they're teaching well, their think, son I, to I, defend I a happened, fragile ego. Think, Go ahead. I think sir. what happens. Uh, no, no, I interrupted you. I, I think what happens in, in with, with these, and I think it's like what you said. This is this is like one of those hyper competitive leagues. This is one of yeah. those. This is little league. Is like no, we want to have nothing to do with these people. These people are ruthless. They're cutthroat. They're they're yeah. they're drill sergeants. They want. It's. I think a lot of them still think that that maybe if they would have tried just a yeah. little bit harder, they could have made it into the they could have made yeah. it into the you know professional baseball. And it, delusional. It, it's the same kind of. Well, maybe, maybe not. But I think Mostly. it's the same kind of mentality that drives pageant moms. Yeah, it is. It's to, the same uh, kind and, of distorted. And, w- yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's based and it's, in. And it's if they can't, if they can't, you know, it's too late for them to, to you know, to be the to be Miss America or the the uh, all star. Yeah. It's too late for them. But dang it, their DNA is going to get there. Yes, they're laughing. <laughs> they're going to have their DNA, you know. Yeah, and I think uh, it just uh, accepting kills. Accepting the with a World yeah. Series ring or a, a, a yeah. Miss America. Uh, and it would have happened, but some them. 13-year-old umpire ruined it. And which shows you just how far <laughs> from success these adults are. That, they, that they're put into these kind of causal... Connections to a 13 year old umpire. It's just, they're in, these are bad people. And they, what are they teaching their kid? What are they teaching their kid, son? You got to throw down. You got to defend your honor. You're going to, you, you don't, you don't get to decide when the rage kicks in. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, when you have an ego as fragile as yours is going to be when I'm through raising you, you're going to need to be ready to be offended and ready. <laughs> just sad anyway. yeah it's over it's anyway over. it's uh we can't yeah there's something we can't control yeah On the final segment of the Rule of Three uh, for this episode, uh, article article that Bent found again. You found two good ones this week. Found uh, a good uh, one, yeah. Is that apparently uh, capuchin monkeys at Brazil's Serra de Capivara National Park tool use is a tradition going back millennia. A new study finds that these primates have used stone tools to process their food for the past 3,000 years, making it the oldest non-human site of its kind outside of Africa. Outside of Africa is uh, the, the key point there. Yeah. Because it goes on further. It talks about other tool use that, they've, that, that they have discovered animals doing and uh, did not realize that, uh, that chimpanzees use spears. Yeah, that was uh, disturbing. I knew they threw poop. <laughs> But I didn't know <laughs> yeah. they were throwing spears. I know. 
<laughs> I know. You they just, put a little poop on the end of that spear. Is, Man, then they got something. All they need now is, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Not to mention, not to mention uh, if they figure out how to ride zebras. That we are. <laughs> well, then they're past us. That's like the movies then. Even we can't ride the zebras. No one rides a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> what I enjoyed uh, about I this with, article was that we haven't approached a zebra with a with a with a with a spear with poop on the end though. So maybe <laughs> you don't think <laughs> someone's tried that them properly. Seems like that's the first thing I'd try. I don't know. Or the second. <laughs> now what I liked about this article was the tagline. What does it say right under there? That they have their own archaeological record. Is that what it says? Bonobos uh, have their own archaeological record. Because the way I read it, it made me think of them, the Capuchin monkeys, writing this stuff down. You know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> Is archaeology as easy as I always thought it was? What are they saying? The monkeys. I just picture a monkey in a white lab coat just walking monkeys around. Submitting, and, submitting a paper to an archaeological journal. <laughs> That's what, that's what I, at a typewriter, thousands of monkeys, you know, at a typewriter, finally no, turning out. No, I think actually what, it, what, what the record is, is that, they, that they've, been, they've been using these rocks in this area for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And they can, they, can, uh, they can carbon date the rocks. They can find out when the rocks were split so they can kind of get an idea of how uh, long, of how long they've, been, how they've been using the rocks, yeah, to crack cashews. To crack and, open uh, cashews. The interesting thing, the interesting they're they're saying they're saying that this is this is probably that they're probably developing into a stone age society, because they're actually flaking off. They're hitting rocks against each other and they're getting flakes of rocks, and uh, they have not figured out that those flakes of rocks are more efficient at doing certain things, than uh, than just than just bashing. So as soon as they and, figure uh, out cutting, it takes a long time for these uh-huh. things to happen. You know the spear humans. Invented the spear, I think it was 70,000 years ago. And all they had was the spear up until the longbow, which I'm sure Jeff is going to correct this. But it seems like the longbow is like 10,000 <laughs> years ago or something. So you know what I mean? You just Everybody has one tool, right. and that's all they use forever. So we invent the spear. And you know what, by the way? Didn't invent the Band-Aid until 1930, which I think is interesting. Uh-huh. That we were poking holes in well, people. The, well, the one for a tool thing time. I know a lot of guys: uh, pliers, hammer, duct tape. That's <laughs> <laughs> they're still they're, they're still they're still pretty limited on their yeah. their, their their toolbox. Get so. along just fine. We get along just fine. <laughs> well, some of them are just blunt fists at the little league game, as we found. <laughs> Look, that that there's a other there's a whole. We got to post a link to that. That article has. Uh, what do you call it? A hyperlink, right? That goes to another uh-huh. article with just lists all the animals' tool use, which is where you found yeah, the chimpanzee the, with the spear. With, right? Yeah, the most disturbing one that you brought up was the uh, that wasps rip the limbs off of other insects and use it for a pounding tool. Yeah, that's it's, just. Uh, oh my god! One time, my dad, I got him so mad. He he uh, he was screaming at me. He said that he was actually going to rip my arm off and beat me with the bloody stump. He's a wasp. And, uh, Your I dad think... was a wasp. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> Wasps actually do that. That's wild. I know when we were kids, we used to pull the legs off of daddy long legs, and they would keep flicking for a while after you pulled them off. Oh man, yeah. Did you? T- yeah. I never. 
I never we blew I I mostly just blew up grasshoppers and uh huh. and uh burned burned them. Isn't that gross what we do as a kids? Yeah. I yep. I was doing bug spray for a while. Did I tell you that story? I was killing bugs with bug we were we're off the topic, I think, but <laughs> that was the tool I used against boredom was raid. And uh and then one huh. day I, I decided to see if I could create a bug spray poisonous trap with a banana. So I left a banana on a plate. Did I already tell you this story? I soaked, no, no, I keep going. soaked keep it going. in rage. It, 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 it kind of fits in. It kind of fits into monkeys and tools. Yeah, cause, <laughs> and I put it on the table. I'm going to see if I kill the fruit flies in the kitchen. I'm going to watch a while, and I, they don't seem to be dying. And so I follow one of the flies that landed into the living room. I watch. I lose interest. I come back maybe 20 minutes later. Banana is gone. Dad is on the couch rolling and moaning. <laughs> and my mom's like, well, did you eat anything? All I ate is a, that banana. So my dad said, and then this was the weird part. I know immediately what I've done. I run upstairs. I read the label. And this was what proved to be impossible. It is impossible to suggest someone that they may have been poisoned without arousing suspicion. That's what I found. Because as soon as I said, well, maybe you should call an ambulance because maybe, what did you do? They knew immediately and that I had poisoned him. <laughs> poisoned my dad with raid. So, I've got my own archaeology going on. Yeah, that tool thing oh, was fascinating. So, so, did he have to go to the hospital? No, he just he just moaned it out there on the couch. He was a doctor. Huh. He'd survived polio. He'd figured this isn't going to get sure. him. The raid yeah. banana. Polio, the raid. Huh. I laugh at raid. <laughs> was even devious is he had high blood pressure and he had to constantly be taking in potassium. So that banana soaked in poison. I mean, he couldn't resist. <laughs> right. He needed sure. the potassium. So. Yeah, it's apparently not good for trapping flies, but great hey, for high for, blood pressure dads. It could kill them. <laughs> you might be able to kill your dad. <laughs> anyway, what I'm wondering about these back to the monkeys. Yeah. Is, is if they're if they're if they're evolving, eventually they're going to figure out fire. Eventually, they're going to figure out that, yeah, when we split these rocks, it makes sparks, and sparks. you blow on the sparks. Holy cow, we have, now, we have now mastered fire. And from there, it's just a short spot to, to forging and, and machinery and uh, coal mining. We got to stop them. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, I think you might be oversimplifying the process a little bit. <laughs> I don't it's care. Just a I don't care. I don't like I don't like things that monkeys throw as as it is. Gosh. The idea <laughs> the idea of them throwing fire. Oh is, man. Uh, uh, f- uh, that's that's flaming that's spear kind of terrifying. covered with poop. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> the other thing in the article, the other thing the other point that I found funny was that uh, apparently scientists just found out that they were doing this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the locals... <laughs> they all knew. <laughs> the, lo- the locals knew for quite some time that the that these monkeys were making tools out in the, out in the woods there, yeah. but nobody would believe them. <laughs> yeah, they smashed... Oh, that's not true. They don't tool. But, you know, they do, do it all the time. They smashed... Now I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> they, they throw things. Yeah, yeah, we know. Monkeys throw things. No, uh, sharp rocks. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's 
funny. It is funny that they find out later. Did you read the one about the elephants covering up their deceased with leaves, like drawing them over them? Isn't that wild? That, the elephants had some wild tools. And the orangutans really had some crazy stuff that they were using for tools. Did you? So, did so, you, so the only two—that's the only tools the elephants have—is just Paul. They, they, they just know how to how to cover up the deceased. That's it. That's, that's, they, that's the only tool. Is funeral? Is just funeral. Funeral rites. Equipment. They, yeah. <laughs> no wonder they always look sad. They never. I've never seen a cheerful looking one. They, yeah. yeah, we can't we can't crack cashews like the monkeys or the otters, but uh, big, big droopy ears. We're good at funerals. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the undertakers, the undertakers of the forest. <laughs> and what was the other one? The the I saw this. I saw an orangutan at the zoo once. This was just the grossest thing ever. We're all gathered around. I don't think it liked the people. Just did the all of us staring at it, and it reached down. First thing it did, it put its poop in its mouth. Just popped it in there, and then we all keep walking like mm-hmm. whoa. And then it <laughs> put its face right up to the glass and carefully pinched off small pieces of its own poop and squished them against the glass for everyone, right into our face. Just, there's a piece, there's a piece. Just kissed off these little Hershey Kiss sizes of its own poop from its mouth and then just kind of pounded at us. <laughs> I don't know what tool that, I think a tool of repulsion. Maybe that's maybe that's a sure. Maybe that's sure. A way it's to like win. that kids in the hall bit. I'm squishing your head, kind of. Yeah. Only, <laughs> maybe it's a way to show like intimidate. I know that would intimidate me. I wouldn't punch anybody. A little league game. If one of those parents would have said, "Oh yeah," would have popped some poop. In. All the other parents would have backed down. All right, uh, you win. <laughs> You yeah, win, anyway. buddy. Uh, that's uh, that's about it for this uh, this, this, this show. <laughs> yeah. uh, we hope you we hope you enjoyed these stories <laughs> as much as we have. Uh, uh, if you want to find out more information about me, go to kimslegel.com or you can go to bentwashburn.com. B-E-N-G-T Washburn.com. And, uh, we'll